Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Hey, this is the Tony's Take Podcast. This is episode 76 Sports. I am Sean and joined with me, we've got a great cast here. Let's we've got Off-Road Andy. I'm part of the uh, regular cast, so We've got I'm always here. Tony Cats. Yes, yes we do. And we have the sound effect extraordinaire broadcasting from the floor cuz his back is fucked. Wrecking Ball Joe. <laughs> There he is, and let me just let me just start by apologizing in advance. His mic is uh, custom set up right now. It's on the floor next to him, and he is going to be shifting. He promises he won't, but he's going to shift. He's probably going to move that mic with you with him, which is why you're going to hear a lot of static. And uh, yeah, there's going to uh, be a bit of turbulence exactly. over, on this Might flight. Well say, so. But yeah, we're, we're overall from, smooth ride. We'll get you guys to the finish. We hope. We always do. Uh, so thank you for tuning into the Sports Pod. Make sure you uh, hit that subscribe button and tell your friends. And check out our entertainment podcast as well. These come out weekly, just like this sports one does. So, shall we get into some sports or what? That's what this episode is all about. And uh, <coughs> let's uh, start start young. Start with some uh, some young men that play the sport of football. Oh wow! Not on Sundays, but on Saturdays. And we saw a game this Saturday. That was garbage, and that, of course, was USC versus Stanford. Joe? Absolute garbage being a fan. I uh, wasn't very impressed by them. They came out flat. Uh, mm. Stanford got the best of them, just how they usually do. Uh, I think Bryce Love got injured that game, though. Yeah, I think uh, he's questionable for this next game. So. Yeah, I was even seeing something, too, talking about how, like, they were even saying, like, the Pac-12 so far has been very, like, just very below par so far with how the yeah. like in a couple weeks like Washington losing the first week and then it took them a while to even get going against whoever they played this past week that was a nobody school and then Arizona's just looked like absolute yeah, garbage so murdered far. this week lost to BYU at home then gets murdered in Houston the only one that really look, looks so I mean good so far because Oregon hasn't played anybody so we can't really count them yet but is ASU yeah yep. ASU looks like the bright team in the Pac-12 so far beating uh uh, UTEP the first time and then beating ranked U, uh, Michigan State at home. Yeah, those games are always uh, crazy, those late, late Arizona State think, starts. I think that's what Arizona State needed, though, was a Herm Edwards-type coach, an NFL yeah. coach that's that's very hard, you know, very uh, good defensive-minded coach, is very good coach in general, and a guy that you know these guys are going to sit in the locker room and listen to him. And so far, he's turned them around 2-0. Yeah, he's he's a, a funny guy. He's uh, most famous for his, uh, yeah, his play, play to win the game. But yeah. this this week he had a great quote too, which it, it was after the game. Most college coaches want to score. They always think points are the thing. That's where it gets away from them. Which is like, wait, so you don't want to score? Like I know he's making a different point there, but it's just yeah, it's hilarious that like he has such great like sound bites. He was on ESPN for what, like a, the last decade, just saying. <clears throat> like he's not he's not stupid, but he'll say some like things that are sound kind of crazy. But yeah, that's definitely good to have a, a guy like that who had so much experience already coaching. Like, he'll, I think people respect him. So yeah, maybe a a little bit of a turnaround for that program that's had some good years, but not so good the last few. But to be honest, when you weigh the two teams out, it looked like Arizona had better athletes on the field at that time. Like they have a really good strong wide out. Their quarterback was making good throws. They had a solid running game. They kept, they stayed into the game, and then they luckily won it. But ASU is a tough place to play. Yeah, yep. it is. I mean, they always 
have a theme going on in their crowd, like a lot of colleges do. But ASU, they they'll like do the blackout game, which I think is what they had. Yeah, so they had this that week. night. Then they'll also do like the maroon monsoon game, where they'll all wear their maroon colors. So I mean, they get the crowd involved, and that's anyone that's ever partied in ASU or been out to ASU knows that it's a rowdy crowd that likes to have a good time. Yeah, they all know. Just as soon as soon as the game ends, there's going to be like six people in the hospital from alcohol poisoning mm-hmm. by the end of the night. So it's a, a good time. Yeah, it's probably not far off. Yeah. Then that goes into the fan base of uh, the posting that I just did today on Instagram about Texas A&M's football program being the most profitable one from Forbes magazine. Tough place to play. Luckily, Clemson got out of there. What do you guys think? Uh, Clemson is a real deal after going into there, or does Alabama? Well, there was have a, a. I mean, there was a little controversial call in that game too, or that the, the fumble out of bounds. Instead of saying it was like fumbled, a lot of they Texas A&M thought that was should have been fumbled and out at the one, but they said it, the review said it went over the goalpost and therefore it was a touchback and that was a big play. Even though I know Texas A&M did get the ball back and did score and missed a two point conversion, but still if they end up getting to score there, they score with a few minutes left. Maybe they get that ball back again, and if they hadn't gotten the two point conversion there, maybe they're able to march down and get a game winning field goal or something. So yeah, that still could have changed the game around, but those are always those what ifs. Those that's just sports, you know. You can look up everything you need to look up but at the end of the day there's always those x factors which is you know turnovers happening injuries happening uh what's it called um uh, refs or umpires making bad calls i mean it's just happens just what that's what happens that's why sports is so difficult to predict the outcome of because so much things happen that's why you gotta watch it and you gotta see what crazy shit's gonna happen that's why fan base and home turf kind of does have an advantage in college sports so makes it tough yeah no definitely i mean uh home advantage is definitely a big thing especially in college because you do get those crowds just into it and everybody's excited and it's it's hard it's hard to play on the road too i mean it's a shorter week you know they're they're college kids they exactly yeah they have classes and then they have to go fly somewhere or take a bus somewhere it's a it's, you got to remember they're not pros and call it, they're they're amateur athletes. Exactly, yeah. So and they're probably get a little more rattled from these uh, crazy student sections, you know, just yelling at you than uh, you know a pro would. But uh, want to look towards uh, next week. Got a couple big matchups in the uh, SEC, which is the uh, basically the only conference that matters at this point. Yeah. Plus Clemson, Ohio State, but uh, LSU, Auburn, both teams I think have been. A bit of surprise, like they both uh, climbed up the rankings so far this year. LSU had that huge win over Miami, yeah, and Auburn beat uh, a ranked Washington. I mean, then that happens every year. I mean, we've been all watching this long enough to know that you're going to get a few teams that are ranked that you find out very quickly after about a week or two that you realize should not have been ranked, and then you get teams after a week or two that you find out, wow, they should have been ranked, and then they fight their way all the way up to the top. And yeah. Yeah, and these are these are two teams that uh, they never win the SEC, but they're always there to like just upset Alabama at some point. Yeah, they always just seem to exist for that. Like they're yeah, they're always frustrating, but they're like almost never like a title contender. I guess Auburn did win with Cam Newton, but so you got to think uh, whoever whoever uh, loses this game is definitely going to be like eliminated already from the SEC in the from the title game conversation. But they'll, they'll be out there looking to upset someone. And then uh, Alabama, who has looked amazing, they finally <sighs> face 
a real team this week in Ole Miss. So is that in Alabama or Ole Miss? I do not know. Actually, I could find that out. Yeah. Right, meow. I believe Alabama's favored by three touchdowns, which is by far the closest. That makes me feel like they're probably at home then. Yeah. No, it's actually in Ole Miss. I'll tell All you right. what. In that game, take the. I, I know we're already we're not doing our picks yet, but I don't even know what it is. The over under in that game, but I would take the over because Ole Miss so far has been just giving up points to everybody they've been facing. And then uh, I watched a little bit of that Ala- that uh, Alabama game against uh, – I forget who they played this past week. It was against uh, – let me see, I have it right Arkansas here. State. Arkansas State. Uh, so I watched a little bit of the game when they played Arkansas State, and uh, they were moving the ball pretty quick, and Old Miss – I noticed the the two games they've faced played so far, they won forty seven to twenty seven against Texas Tech, and then against Southern Illinois, they scored seventy six but gave up forty one. That's the more important thing there. Yeah. And I get it because they have what they call our look ahead games. So obviously, because they were down at halftime, if I'm not mistaken, or they were tied at halftime, and that's one of those games where you're like, okay, we're playing Southern Illinois. We have Alabama next week, and they did have a very bad first half. They gave up a lot of points in the first half. My guess is the coach went in halftime and said, hey, don't worry about Alabama next week. Let's take care of business here. And they did. Ended up winning 76-41. But still, if you're giving up 41 points to Southern Illinois, Alabama's going to be able to score easily, I think, in the 30s or so. And the fact that Old Miss is at home, they've showed that their offense can score. I don't think Alabama's going to completely shut them down. So I imagine that over-under somewhere in the, like, low – let me see. Oh, it says 71. And see, here's the thing. Typically, Alabama games are in, like, the 50s because of their good defense. The fact that this is in the 70s just goes to show you that they're expecting a lot of points in this game. You rarely see Alabama games over-unders in the 70s, but if they are, there's a reason they are. So, Yeah, well, uh, Ole Miss has their number because they've beaten them the last two years. And they have a high pa- high-paced offense. Uh, solid receivers, and they pay. Geez, they play fast pace, so kind of will test the Alabama defense and see where it goes. Yeah, I think uh, Alabama wants to play fast, get get uh, reps for both of their quarterbacks. Yeah, I think they want to keep both of them uh, so that's fresh. Definitely, that's definitely a game where I would uh, lean towards the over, just because I I do expect it to be high scoring, but that's not the pick I like the most this week. We'll get there eventually no, we're close we are so, close, so get, we're close. We'll get but uh, i think we're gonna do a little bit of a, a weather update at tony's take maybe yeah. a fir- first time ever oh, wow. um if you are in the southeastern <laughs> united states there is a hurricane coming Thanks. Like started here <laughs> well, i don't know if that's already, i think it already did hit or started it's starting to right i don't uh, it should be within mm. the next 36 hours so i think we're like 10 10 hours out that's 36 i don't i don't know I'm a very bad weatherman, but why it matters is that three games have already been canceled. Uh, Virginia Tech, West, or not three games featuring ranked opponents have already been canceled. Uh, Virginia Tech's game, West Virginia's game, and Central Florida's game. So that, that's, that's big news in uh, college sports. Uh, we're lose, losing a couple or a few games here. It's supposed <sighs> to be an awful, one of the worst storms yeah. of the century. We better go to the Pinocchios. You know, so we send out prayers to all the families. Hope everybody's safe. <laughs> the uh, you know, these sports the games could pick up another day. <laughs> okay, it's not that important. Uh, going to be a true test for Ohio State versus TCU at a mutual field this Saturday night. Joe's blacked out. He doesn't know what he said. 
Yeah, what's going on right now? Yeah, here? what happened here? <laughs> Talk about the hurricane, and then we switched over to the sports. Well, you, you switched yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> oh. We were still there was someone going on about Pinocchio. Over I was here. tying the the hurricane into the sports, yeah. you know. Oh, it's goodness. like a hundred and eighty something miles of coastline is uh like closed. Yeah. Yeah. Duke's canceling. Could all even be more than that. Activities. Could be like a thousand. I don't remember. But nobody cares about Duke. They're not a good college football program. Yeah, whoa, bet, whoa, whoa. I bet the lacrosse will still don't play. Don't forget about Coach K. Don't forget about Coach uh, K. He's not coach <laughs> indoors, first of all. And Duke won its last game as well. Oh my gosh. Oh, in college football, I was yeah. like, they did not yeah. win in basketball, no. which is where Coach K coaches. But, but so what, you're talking about Stanford, not Stanford, Ohio State and TCU? TCU? Yeah, yeah it's, a big it's, a, test. it's a big matchup, TCU. So looks Ohio good. State where this uh, assistant coach is going to do in the whole Urban uh, what Meyer What does it matter? Scandal. What does it matter? Urban Meyer's not just – he's probably like uh, passing notes to They're the loaded. coach. That anyways. Ohio State team looks good, so this will be a good test because it's going to be at home again. TCU looked flat last game, plus they had that delay. It just uh, – those horn frogs, man, They you never know what's going to happen. Quick question, though. When this, when this hurricane hits, how long does that storm last? I think it just passes through for a certain yeah. amount of time and then it just goes off. It depends, I think, and I think this one's uh, supposed to be at least a few days, right? Maybe not the whole storm. It's like well, yeah, because it, it, it comes <laughs> through and usually hits multiple spots. So where do those people go? So Their basements? No, that's probably the worst place to go because <laughs> it causes flooding. Yeah, they're saying up to forty inches of rain. They have is to flee yes. like to other cities and stuff. Yeah, they have to like book it. And then you just come home and your house is just. Destroyed. That's why you have to pre- prep your house so it doesn't get like destroyed. Yeah. And you like nail you up go to the Poconos, the windows, the yes, the everything like that. You got to prepare, man. Good fortune. Hopefully, everybody makes it out. They get on with it. Speaking of being prepared, Wake Forest and Boston College have a, a key ACC matchup this week, and they're prepared to start that game a little early so they can get out of town. So if you're if you're home from work tomorrow, Boston College Wake Forest on at two thirty on ESPN. It's supposed to be the uh, big ESPN Thursday night game. Now it's going to be a Thursday afternoon game. I guess night if you're in the East Coast. Morning if you're in Hawaii. Exactly. So if you're in Hawaii, watch that game while you're eating your breakfast. I wonder what the thoughts are for a lot of the parents, though. Like, we should just get the hell out of here, or should we just let the boys play? I think they, would, they wouldn't They would let them play if they weren't totally sure they were going to yeah, be fine. Yeah, I'm sure that storm's like 10 hours out by the time yeah. that game is starting. Give everyone enough Assuming time to... it's not a to... Dolphins-Titans game. Yeah. yeah. So I, I want to kind of uh, do a pick here. Boston College is favored by 4.5 on the road. I believe both team both teams are two and zero heading into the matchup, <clears throat> and I like Wake Forest here. They're at home. Yeah, they four and uh, half's a good number too. They actually beat a real team last week in Tulane, where Boston College played no one. They played Holy Cross and UMass, just like the the local you know B teams from Massachusetts there. Uh, and I think both teams are about equal. So at home, four and a half points. I think that's good. Yeah. That, right? that is the craziest thing, actually. I have to just bring this up because we uh, used the ball with her. At, uh, we were gonna, we were going to get there. We were going to okay, get there. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, he, he's just a little excited for something we're so going to talk a te- about a, a little bit. Okay. Yeah, just Sorry. a tease. Stay tuned. So that's my pick. Uh, you guys have any other uh, big college picks? I think Joe, Joe has something he likes. I, I have one that I like. I uh, like uh, – the three and O Rainbow Warriors. Oh, you love your Hawaii. Six points at Army. The quarterback for Hawaii has just been awesome so far this year. 
He's 78 for 111 with 1,165 yards and 13 touchdowns in three games. And those are, if you guys remember the, the times when uh, Hawaii would have all those high-scoring games where you had, like, Colt Brandon and stuff, and they just put up points. And this is – they have a quarterback right here that's been doing it. And, they have I mean, Army likes to run a lot of the running and option offense. But Hawaii's already faced Navy this year, and they kicked their ass. So, I mean, they're – they've seen that offense already this year. So, I think they'll be able to stick with Navy, if not uh, – I mean, uh, Army, if not beat them. Because they have been uh, – They've been underdogs in two of the three games, and double-digit, or uh, they were, and I want to say they were double-digit underdogs in the first two. I think they were getting 17 in Colorado State, and then they were getting like 13 at home against Navy, won both those games, and then they were favored by 17 against uh, Rice, and I don't think they covered, no, they didn't, they won by 14, but still, they put up 43, 59, and 43 in their three games. They can put up points. Army's defense, nothing special. They should be able to put up How points again. How dare you? Again. That's what their job is. Okay, well, they're good at defending the United States, but they're not good at defending Thank you. on the football field. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's a, the pick I like. I like these. And if you've noticed so far, folks, the games I've been picking, they're not your Michigan games, although I did have a Michigan I did have Michigan minus 28 on Saturday, but that's yeah, not the point. Yeah, you knew they'd come recover. Oh, yeah. The point is, though, is I'm not picking these top – games that are on abc and all this stuff the way you got the games you have to find are those little gems in hidden inside of all these big games and this is one of those games i think hawaii is just still not getting respect and i've watched a couple of their games and that that team can score points and that quarterback is good so take the hawaii rainbow warriors plus six if you're feeling like gambling sprinkle a little on the money line you'll probably be getting about uh two and a half to one odds or so two to one odds and, and to go along with the under-the-radar game, we got uh, Florida State over here with the first-term coach and then Syracuse up in the big house. Uh, what do you guys think? I think Florida State really struggled last week against Samford. Yeah. That's a, but that's again, a concern. look-ahead game, sort of, yeah. although I guess Syracuse. I think maybe that, I think that's more of a sign, though, of they are struggling. Yeah. They get their asses kicked against Virginia Tech at home. Vatek's pretty good, though. They I, have that my point is, though, is they were, they were still seven-and-a-half-point favorites, and they right. got their asses kicked. And then you go and you face Stanford, Samford, who hung with you for literally three-and-a-half quarters. I think they blew away a little at the end and went to winning by, like, lead, ten. Yeah, but it's going to be a, a true test to see where they're at because if they can't beat this next team, uh, the road to the end is not looking too pretty, especially since uh, the big Q's, man, they, they've had a couple upsets there recently, and Florida State's got better talent, but, you know, a team takes a team win. So you have a pick for me here, Joe? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Syracuse plus three at home. Actually, fuck it. Let's just go the money line. That's plus 135. All right. It's a big house. They're they're struggling. Don uh, McNabb playing for him? Francois uh, injured his leg last year. He's a little timid, just like a uh, little Deshaun Watson. But we'll get to that next. But uh, Syracuse plus three. Yeah, I think uh, Jimbo Fisher left for a reason. I think he might have <laughs> seen uh, yeah. the talent base wasn't there for this year. Yep. Go, go get paid somewhere else. Oh, he's definitely left Where did he go imprint. again? I, Texas A&M. Oh, Texas A&M. That's right. I just saw that. Yeah, he left the, his imprint. Is this his first year at Texas A&M? Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, took over for Kevin Sumlin, and he just looking like trash at U of A. But you know what? That's what happens. Uh, uh, yeah, you get d- thrown into dumps. Another pick I like is uh, this uh, Oklahoma team, man. These Sooners, they're on fire. They're a lot of weapons. The <laughs> running back got hurt, weapons. though. Yeah, but they have another backup. <laughs> they are minus 18 and a half going into Iowa State. 
Your thoughts? Iowa State isn't terrible. The favorite. Iowa State and Iowa have always been tough places to play on the road. Yeah, they're just not. They're not like top level things. And Oklahoma is just going to put up fifty points on everyone this year. Yeah. No, you're so, right. There's just. You just got to think how 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 much can uh, Iowa State keep up? That's what we saw with like uh, the UCLA game. Uh, Oklahoma just kept scoring, and UCLA wasn't. And towards the end, UCLA was able to get a few scores, but it's like by that point, it's not even not even close. Not even close. Just they just start. They have so many weapons, especially some of the catches that the receivers were making. Number five, he's he's a burner. Uh, I definitely am. I'm liking that 18 and a half. That spread minus 18 and a half. All right. All right. So we get we got our picks in. Yes. So a lot a lot of action this week, and uh, put some money down. It'll make it a little more fun. Yeah. Why not? You want to head into uh, what's going on in the world of baseball? No, I think really quickly because he was getting excited. Oh. We're just going to jump in and congratulate. Live update. We've talked about it a little bit before. It's no secret people that know me is I low-key am a fan of the WNBA. I do watch it occasionally. And as of about an hour ago, the Seattle Storm are the WNBA champions. They had the best record in the NBA. I mean, wow. In the WNBA this season. And... They ended up sweeping the Washington Mystics, who had a solid team themselves. And uh, anyway, I believe, I could be wrong here, but I want to say it was Sue Bird's first time winning. Yeah, it was her first time. And what Joe was almost getting excited about earlier was that on uh, Instagram, when I was on ESPN, they were showing it, and she was crying, and she was being hugged by Brianna Stewart, who was this year's league MVP, who was on those 100,000-0 UConn teams a couple years ago. And then this other girl whose name's like Mosaic uh, Lewis or something. I don't sure even know. Name, She's the other, she also played at UConn. Yeah. But, we but she played at her. UConn, but before she played at UConn, she played at Modern Day. And while she was at Modern Day, there was times where Joe and I and a few other friends would be at the 24-hour fitness, and we'd be playing pickup basketball, and she would be there with her dad shooting, and I swear to you, that chick never missed. And she would even play – she even got in on a couple games – like with the boys and stuff before and she was good and it's no surprise to me that she ended up making it to the WNBA because I think when you go to UConn it's automatic <laughs> yeah and they get the top 12 players probably every class yeah so you know good for congrats to her congrats to Sue Bird congrats to the Seattle Storm Seattle maybe. basketball back on top yeah maybe one day we'll have a Seattle men's team back in action maybe but anyway yeah get into some baseball yeah Big big series, Cubs Brewers. Yep. Real uh, hot division race right now. I believe the Brewers are a game out, or are they two games out? And they're they're as of the start of this podcast, they were up. Yeah, they on the are Cubs. still up two to one in the bottom so, of the eighth. And uh, this division is going down to the wire. The yes. uh, the Cubs the Cubs are getting a little nervous. Uh, Cole Hamels called out the Brewers fans. <laughs> Good. I think That's it was just a, what you need a guy to get to pick up and get everybody all excited. Yeah, I don't know what that was about. The, the Brewers made a, a bunch of little moves, some big moves, some little moves. So what's been interesting about the Brewers is what they've been doing though is they've been getting hitting. Like they have an absurd amount of bats on this team now, yeah. and they recently just got Curtis Granderson, who's batting leadoff tonight, and he's two for three tonight. But he's batting 400 since he came over here. And like we said, like Curtis Granderson's one of those guys that comes in for a pinch hit or starts a random game in game four of the NLCS and ends up getting that 
big RBI double or home run late in the game. So, yeah, I mean, one of those guys who uh, – There's a reason these veterans get picked up late in the season by competing teams because they know the history. They know what these guys have done. He could be left off the roster in, like, the first round and then come back for the second round and have a big hit or something. Just <coughs> It's all about flexibility. You have enough hitters out there. Yep. But uh, Milwaukee Milwaukee is definitely an interesting team. I did not see them having this kind of year this year. but they, I they, thought they would do good, but I – they're legitimately good. They're yeah, so they've played a couple more games than the Cubs. So going into this game, Milwaukee's 83-63, and 63, and the Cubs are 84-60. and 60. So I want to say that's about a game and a half back then yeah. going into this game. So if Milwaukee hangs on, they'll be 84-63. and 63, The Cubs will be 84-61. and 61. So two and a half back then. No, one and a half, yeah. That's I'm weird. Nice. I don't know. Math is fun. But uh, I really quickly wanted to – Give my input on something in baseball. Switching leagues? Yeah, switching leagues. All right, we can do that. So, it's no secret what the American League wild card game is going to be this year. It's going to be the Oakland A's versus the New York Yankees. I think the only thing that might be the difference is maybe where it's going to be. Yeah, I think they're two games apart yeah, right so now. Yeah, so that's – even though the A's – the A's in Houston both won tonight. Even though the A's are only like three and a half behind Houston, they're not going to catch them. Houston's won 17 of 21. Houston's just doing what they do. They're too good to be caught. They're not. They're just not going to be. Boston, I believe, probably won its hundredth game tonight. They're uh, going for like the record. You know, they're only 16 games away from that, so they're not going to be caught by the Yankees. Indians are going to win their division, so it doesn't matter. It's going to be Yankees A's wild card game. Like we said, we don't know where. Now, what I think Oakland's going to do in that game is the Yankees, it's been, I've heard like it's still questionable who they're going to start because they thought three months ago, 100%, even two months ago, Severino was the guy. He was tearing it up. He was having a Cy Young-ish season. He got ice cold. He was doing really bad. Tonight, I think he pitched all right. They're still, they're losing to the Twins in the eighth, but he pitched all right. And uh, so now they're starting to think like, is that even going to be our guy? I mean, I'm going to assume they're still going to start him that game, but he'll be on a very, very, very short leash. If he does bad, then I think Tanaka comes in right behind him or J.A. Happ. But I would guess Tanaka because he's pitched in those kind of games before. But what Oakland's going to do, in my opinion, they've had a lot of their starting pitchers hurt, and they don't have that like ace-ace pitcher. I think the Oakland A's are going to do what they did tonight, which got them a shutout, and that is they play a bullpen game. They start... They've started Liam Hendricks when they do these games. He pitches one inning, and then they bring in another guy who pitches, like, two innings or three innings. Then they bring in another guy who pitches one inning or two. Then another guy one inning, another guy one inning until you're at the back end of that bullpen. And they have a very good back end of the bullpen, especially with uh, Blake Trenin, yeah, who has a .87 ERA and is just ridiculous. So you get to, like, those parts. It's And I'll tell you what, I watched the, the A's, a little bit of the A's game today against Baltimore. I had over nine and a half, and I have the text to prove it. A buddy of mine was texting me asking why I liked the over, and I said about how they're a patient-hitting team. Andrew Kashner, who was pitching tonight, not a good pitcher. He's wild. Oakland A's baseball, they wait for those pitches. They get themselves in good hitting counts. I said it was going to give them trouble. And then their bullpen's crap, and I said, it's been a while since we've seen one of those nine-plus run Oakland A games. I think that could happen today. Oakland ended up winning the game tonight 10-0, all 10 runs in the third inning. And they scored nine runs in that inning without recording one out. That offense, when it gets going, is insane. And so it's I just think with how good that offense is and with what they're probably going to do in that uh, 
wild card game. I think they're going to get themselves a nice series against uh, would be against Boston, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that's how it works. Yeah, because Boston's the one seed. It'll be the one seed. Yeah, yeah so then you'll – and I'll tell you what. That, I think that would be an exciting – two exciting ALDS series. If You're going you're gonna to get Houston versus Cleveland, and then you're going to get – if you get Boston versus the A's, I think that would be awesome. Yeah, we got robbed of Houston-Cleveland last year. Yeah. Should have been the ALCS. Yeah, when uh, Cleveland blew, like, their whatever they did. Yeah. But – uh. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. And the reason why is I – and I also think in the future you might see a little bit more of those bullpen games because no one thought the Tampa Bay Rays were going to be any good this year. I think they were predicted to get, like, maybe last in their division or about last. And uh, they've had a great season. They're, like, a little – they're above 500, I think. I think they're way over. I think yeah, I think they're, like, 10 games over, like, 8 80 games over. and 70 or something like it's that. It's just right the now. fact that they were in such a bad division. I mean, good division, wow. But – uh all season long, except for, like, when Chris Archer was there and he would start, and then when, like, Tyler Glasnow starts, and then when Blake Snell starts, who is going to be your AL Cy Young this year, I think, without a doubt. What is 19th? On his 19th game today, has an ERA of 2.03, I think. Ridiculous. And uh, Not even an all-star, though. Yeah, barely, that was ridiculous also. And, uh, anyway, Tampa Bay, a lot of their starts this year, except for basically his starts and maybe one other person has been bullpen starts, where Guy will start. And I think that's been one of the reasons they've done so well. And the Angels did it last night, and they went seven and a third of uh, no-hit baseball until they finally gave up a hit, two hits in the eighth inning. So, I mean, these bullpen games, it's starting to be a thing where I think more teams are going to start catching on and be like, okay, hey, if we can have two, three good, solid starters, if we have the bullpen or we believe we have a good bullpen, start having some of those bullpen games. And I'll yeah. be interested to Dodgers see if that did starts it today. happening more. Yeah. Because uh, they moved Stripling to the bullpen, even though he's been a starter all year long. And then they started him today, and he wasn't ready to go like a full slate. So they just had a bunch of guys. And they won 8-1. I mean, it's yeah. crazy. Like the the It's hard. I mean, a guy comes in fresh for one inning. The only thing that I would say that is scary about that, obviously, is that especially if you're someone like Tampa Bay that's done it all year, is if you did make the playoffs, which they won't this year, but if you did in the future, by the time you hit October, you have to imagine a lot of those arms are tired. But... Yeah, but in the in the playoffs you have to only have a four man rotation, so now you only have to have that one one time. Yeah. Also, you get to call up more people in September, so I mean, you can you yeah. can make it work. These guys, in my opinion, these guys are all professionals. They should be able their arms should be able to last. Uh. A full baseball season and some. You play to win the game. That's right. Bring it back to Herm Edwards, of course. Always. Well, we both know that. Boston's not going to win it. It's going to be freaking Houston again. We don't know that. It's I baseball. actually would argue that just because I was looking at the uh, – even though that Houston lineup always wakes up, I was looking at their uh, – I was watching a little bit, following a little bit of the game at work today, and I noticed a lot of their hitters, though, other than like Altuve and like – I would even say like I guess Bregman, nothing that crazy. Like I think Correa's betting like 240-something, Springer's Bre- betting 250-something. Bregman is like an under-the-radar MVP candidate, though. Yeah, He's yeah. been very good. But I mean, no, the, no, the unfortunate thing is, is I think there's a man in Boston that's going to get it easily because yeah. he's still in the runnings for the Triple Crown. But, I mean, they, that Boston team, you look at that, that first order, and, I mean, Mookie Betts and then J.D. Martinez batting third or fourth, whatever he, wherever you decide to put him. You look at that. It's like coming into this game today, Betts is batting 340. Martinez is batting 332. Martinez has 40 home runs. He's got 120 RBIs. I mean, it's like it's ridiculous what. Oh, gosh, stop talking about me. I'm so flattered. You are a J, Martinez. Yeah, but you have yeah. no D in your name. Yeah, no, no D anywhere. 
No, they do have a solid hitting team. That's why it's going to be interesting to see when. And here's can the reason why I'll up. say I think they could. It's because I'm going to be honest. I personally forgot Boston even had Chris Sale because he's been out yeah, for like a month. Yeah, he's been out for a while. And Chris Sale is the ace. And I'll tell you what, if David Price keeps pitching the way he's pitched since the All-Star break, coming into tonight he was 4-0 with like a 1.74 ERA since the All-Star break. And he even said he was on the radio show in Boston Day and said, I could go 35-0 and with a zero ERA and it wouldn't matter. I don't care about the regular season. I need to pitch well in the playoffs. And I guess they've said his last 10 playoff starts – He's a one in nine with like a five ERA yeah, or something. So bad. he really does. Hopefully he gets. I mean, if Boston has any, if if he pitches the way he's been pitching, I think Boston is going to win it all because you have Chris Sale, Price, and he can throw Porcello in there. They have a solid bullpen, and that hitting is just ridiculous. So we'll see. I mean, I think honestly, I think any of those American League teams could. I think Indians could get hot. You know, still have the pitching there. Andrew Miller came back today, I guess, and if he gets healthy again. They added that Brad Hand to their bullpen. They it's did. An ironic name <laughs> for our friend listeners. Is there uh, any other uh, sports this week that we need to talk about? Maybe the maybe NFL. Was yeah. there anything yeah. that uh, – oh, the NFL came back? <laughs> I think Joe thought you were serious. Yeah. Oh, I know what Andy Let's was getting pump to. pump the brakes. Let's get Let's into what? this NFL's game. Uh, <laughs> I was ready to slow down. Joe, okay. what, what was the one I want to go real fast. What was the one that you guys thought was just absolutely trash? What game? As a game? Yeah. Probably what? Dallas and Carolina. <laughs> that was know, boring. Some can argue that uh, Detroit Lions and the Jets. There, there's a couple teams I think we need to talk about as far as uh, their their yes. their horrible performance. Yes. You've already brought up the Lions. Matthew Stafford is blaming the Jets for stealing their signals, which is like, why do you have signals you can get stolen so easily? Well, also I've heard, too, Rough. that uh, they came out today, too, that a lot of these Lions players don't like Patricia. They don't. They haven't been getting along with him and stuff, and like the way he coaches and stuff. And so. Yeah. What a what a shitty debut for a first time head well, coach. Well, here's like, what I also oh. disagreed with. I don't know what he was doing. They were down by 34 points, and he still had Stafford in there in the fourth yeah. quarter, and who had gotten hurt twice in that game. That's one of the reasons why I was really shocked. I was in one of those uh, situations where I was like. It's, the NFL, it's it's football, and it's like, oh, I have fantasy players. You get all, like, greedy, and you're like, all right, Golden Tate can get another touchdown here. Yeah. Garbage time. And you always end up watching them. It's like, yeah, really, they should just stop. Like, the, the game was so far in doubt. <coughs> the other uh, just horribly shitty team this week was the Buffalo Bills. I, it's so sad. Nathan Peterman, really, he's going to be, like, your insurance broker, like, 10 years from now. And be like, oh, you're that guy who started those two games and was the worst player to ever play in the NFL. It's it's incredible what his numbers were. It's like so last year he had the five interceptions in one half game. That was against the Chargers, right? Yeah, and this year he actually had a worse quarterback rating. That he was like three for like eighteen passing for eleven yards or something crazy. Just he didn't have any interceptions, but or I think he had two. But yeah, he had two, I think. But just like wasn't completing anything downfield at all, and just and they eventually pulled him for Josh Allen. But, and in my opinion, uh, it's like, what are you doing anyway? Like, I mean, I get it. Like, they want to pr- protect Allen for a few games. Like, that was the uh, thought. But, but you know what, though? That I think, so but bad. you know what, though, in my opinion, with that is look at them and then look at the Jets then. Jets are like, we didn't, they didn't want to protect. McCown had a decent year last year. Yeah. It's not like the Jets went out and were like, we're going to protect Darnold. They're, they're like, the time is now. We want Darnold. Fans want Darnold. They got Darnold. I just like His the Jets. His first play ever was an interception pick six. So and then it was all up from Brett there. Favre. So yeah, that's true. Brett Favre and he prevailed it. He's from USC. Let's go. Bum, 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 Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Favre. What are you kidding me right now, Joe? I he said was t- Darnold. 
You said... Oh. <laughs> we knew what you meant. Okay, so uh, what do we think now the, as a Steelers fan here, Tony? Uh, Bell's holding out. You think he's going to come uh, back? Or I got two words for you, Joe. James Conner. Oh. Were you blind? Who leads the... Oh. Oh, don't get me started, Joe. <laughs> James Conner, 135 rush yards, two rushing touchdowns. It don't matter who's running. He's back, baby. Kenny from Backyard Baseball but in the wheelchair could be running for the Steelers, and he would get some yards. But does it? Because... You know what team leads the league in ties this year? The Cleveland Browns. Yeah, guess what, Andy? They're and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And you know what those two teams have in common? They're both half a game better than the Chargers. True. But there's got to be a difference there, right? Yeah, I'm not worried Le'Veon about Bell it. Bell takes the pressure off Big I'm not ben worried there. about it because Cleveland isn't the same Cleveland team of the last few years that has sucked. That team's a lot better now than yeah, they Denzel were. Denzel Ward, it, it oh. looks like a, a good pick now. No, that, that I think that Cleveland team's going to be solid. I honestly don't. I hope no one's surprised when they win six or seven games this year. They got maybe six stars. and a half. Six and a half. Well, here's what's interesting. In Vegas, I think they were like five and a half or six and a half. Yeah, that doesn't count as a half win. It doesn't? No. Are you sure? It just wins. Are you so, sure? Yeah, yeah, in my opinion, though, it's five and a half. It's wins. not a half win. Yeah, a tie. It's a tie. Be a half, because it's, it's not, not a half win. win. But it's not it's a, a tie. It's not a loss. So yeah, when I had under for Pittsburgh, ten and a half. So they win ten games. Huh. If they, Interesting. If they go ten, five, and one, you win that bet. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy to see too what Cleveland does because if they do hit a little bumpy road, which I wouldn't be surprised that they do. A lot of people are surprised, but you know what? Their defense is a lot better than everybody No, I think, I think Cleveland will be fine. They, they need, they need to pull. <clears throat> they need to go Taylor. I thought they should have taken Taylor out when they got down by two touchdowns because I just thought Baker Mayfield gave you a better chance of coming back. But what do I know because they actually did come back? Well, you take the number one all overall pick of the draft and you don't plan to start him. It kind of questions well, why they knew they had in the first place. They had Taylor already. They knew that was the plan. Um, but I think I think you could play both of them. I th- everyone says you shouldn't do that ever. I think Alabama's showing that you can. I think they should. Uh, in certain situations, t- Taylor's more conservative. Maybe start him out, but you get you get down, put Mayfield in, but gives a little bit of an energy booster. He's versatile. Kid wants to win. Yeah, I just feel like it's a. The Browns still aren't going to make the playoffs, and now you kind of have to worry about the Steelers there. With is Ben Roethlisberger like heading towards the end here? With the four interceptions, was not good. A little rusty. So, the the weather was very bad. I mean, but it was our, pouring the whole damn time. Our resident fan says he's not worried, right? Not worried at all. AFC North, ba- Bell, Bengals won, Bell Ravens be, won. Bell You're not worried? will be back eventually. And even if he doesn't, we got James Conner. Remember, a few years ago, when Bell was suspended for smoking dope. D'Angelo Williams in? was great. D'Angelo Williams. He was like the top one of the top fantasy running backs for that month. And, I mean, sure, you know, Conner had two touchdowns, 135 yards rushing. Would Bell have done that? Probably. But still, give credit where credit's due. Connor's a good quarter a running back. He was a good running back at the University of Pittsburgh. Now he's a good running back at the University, University, University All right. of Pittsburgh. No, that's what they call it. All so right, I'm not so worried. I'm not worried. If they, if they were to lose to Buffalo, if they ever played Buffalo and lost to them, then I'd be worried. If they lose, like, yeah. I'm not worried. No, they have momentum. They have a solid team. Also, it's like it was pouring rain. Boswell, he should have made that, but I thought that they actually gained some momentum to end that game with blocking that kick. And they could have lost right there. They went in there and said, screw you. If I'm not mistaken, too, is that the kicker that kicked that uh, ASU? Wasn't like Zane Oh, yeah, Gonzalez? Zane Gonzalez, yeah. That's funny. I've seen him kick a lot live oh, in yeah. person, so I'm glad he owed me that. Yeah, he had a good college career. So we talked to your team. I think we got to talk my team. 
the Chargers. They uh, faced the Chiefs. They uh, had lost eight straight against the Chiefs, and it's now nine straight. It was a, a real, real rough beginning to the game. Their first punt, Tyreek Hill returned at 91 yards, and it's just like, oh, what the fuck? Nothing changes with this team. <laughs> Terrible special teams plays. Tyreek Hill is such a amazing player. It just sucks that he's a he uh, beat his pregnant girlfriend and who did Tyreek Hill. Oh yeah. And, uh, well, people don't forget that. Still got drafted. I, I have to remind people. He's to. probably not a good guy, but he's a great talent. So no, he's the most explosive. Uh, so when when you player. celebrate him, you should always like then say that too. Like, oh yeah, he got arrested for this. I think they should. Every announcer should say it every game at least once. Well, it was very that surprising to see how uh, the Chiefs kind of ran up the board on them because this defense is supposed to be a little bit solid. I mean, they're missing one of their key players, but I wasn't expecting them to get blown out like all these, uh, you know, the burners on. Well, the it was, yeah, it was a few big plays. Uh, Andy Reid definitely knows how to coach a game. You give him what is it, seven months to prepare for an opponent, make up some crazy plays over the off season. They they ran a lot of like college type plays, you know, little like options with Mahomes and and uh, wide receiver sweeps and stuff like that. It's like it's really hard to defend. Um, it'd be interesting to see over the course of the season if they can keep all those like those plays up with the the type of athletes they have, not just Tyreek Hill, but Anthony Thomas, who's just who's more of just a good like return man. But you have him running the ball out of some crazy offensive set and confuse some teams. And Mahomes just has a cannon like that's. They made a couple of like ridiculous throws this week, so they they could be, you know, a team that's going to put up 32 points a game or something. So and it, and this week the reason they put up so many points against what I think is going to be a good Chargers defense is the the muffed punt that they recovered at the one and then a punt return just kind of that's 14 points on the special teams right there. So I think the, I think the Chargers are still good they're gonna get bosa back at some point his foot is not broken but he probably won't play this week and uh, they have a lot of lot of young guys out there a lot of speed not enough speed to, to cover tyree kill yeah, but yeah, not a, nobody a has people that don't have that speed no nobody has that so, so it'll be tyree fine. kill too wasn't he like didn't they say like one of his hundred yard times would have been like would have placed like some like top five or something in the Olympics one year. Maybe it was right. something like that. Like he really does have like Olympic speed. Yeah, I want to see him versus uh John Ross, who I believe had like one of the highest combine times ever. He had a four three. And he's yeah. uh, playing for Cincinnati. He had a touchdown first first of the the year. He did. He did. And their win over the Colts. Nice to see Andrew Luck back. Not much else to say about that yeah, game. Yeah, it was very uh heartfelt when I saw him in his interview. He was saying he's like you know even though we lost it was just really really good for me to be back on the field. You know thinking. You might not have been through that surgery. They're going to go through a couple struggles. They need to, you know, oh, they're a bad their team. Line. Yeah, they're, they're such a good. bad team. Um, so it's unfortunate. But uh, hopefully he doesn't get injured and he moves forward. And he got fucking season. nailed, like, right away. And the guy got thrown out of the game. Tough. Did you he see did, that play? The Bengals' defense is dirty. That was It was some guy I'd never even heard play. of. And yeah, he was like, that was uh, ahead when he was already sliding down. He already had a defender perfect. on him and he dragged him to the ground. That, yeah, they got to watch out for that. But, hey. That's a solid flag, and that's why the rules need to be taken advantage of. And yeah, that's not one of these like new the new emphasis with the people using their body weight to tackle. Yeah. That was just clear as day. Like you can't you can't hit well, the guy in the head. The thing about it was the refs actually kept it to where we didn't have any problems with it. They didn't really pull that many flags on the helmet to helmet. Yeah, but the, one of them uh, they did say. Hate to bring this up to Tony that Miles Garrett had a rough in the passer that they said should not have been called. Against, and what game was this? Against the Steelers, Miles Garrett of the Cleveland Browns. Mm. 
he uh, had a rough in the passer penalty that extended a drive. It shouldn't have been called. So maybe that's a different game. But all the other ones that they're saying that's just they're they're following the actual rule, whether you like it or not. They're the, the refs are doing doing what they're supposed to be doing. Crazy stuff now is uh, seeing where these new uh, quarterbacks are and their new teams. Uh, the Vikings looked really really well. They got a solid defense. Did it? Cousins did pretty well, and then Alex it was Clinton okay. Had a good yeah, that was. Well. Uh, I would have liked to seen more from that team. And that was my NFL pick last week. I said take the Vikings minus six and a half for all those reasons, and they did cover. They won, won by eight. eight. Yeah. Which one did you say? I said Carolina. So. Oh, there you go. So we went two and zero in NFL last week. No one was able to protect uh, Fitz Magic. Yeah. So that was uh, a. Yeah, that's one we should. My Survivor pick. You guys do that Survivor stuff. Yeah. So that was, I think, mine. I don't actually, but my buddy does, yeah. and I told him to take Baltimore. Yeah. So I, I, I think I narrowed it down to three teams I liked. Baltimore is one of them. The Saints were one of them, and the Rams were one of them. Went with the Saints. Oh. and <laughs> Saints were actually the highest favorite. Yeah, and that's the thing is I, act- I actually uh, thought it was cool that the coach said after the game in the locker room, they show those bits, you know, after the game in the locker room what the winning teams say. And the coach for Tampa Bay said, hey, he said, this week, guys, he's like, we were the biggest underdogs in the NFL this week. And he just says, that tells you what everyone outside of this locker room thinks of us. And I just love that they use that as motivation because it's true. Everybody wants to know. Everyone who's playing knows what the spread is. And they look and they see, hey, you th- we're 10-point underdogs. Like, you guys have, like, think we're th- just that shitty. And then you use that as motivation. You go out and win. I was talking to a buddy of mine who played college football. And he said, I was like, would the coach ever say when you guys were, like, underdogs, like big point underdogs where he used that to like motivate you guys saying like, Hey, Vegas thinks worth going to lose this game by three plus touchdowns. He'd be like, Oh yeah, all the time. So, I mean, it's good little motivation to try to try to prove everyone wrong. Cause that's ultimately what you love to do. You watch, you sit there all week long and you watch reporters on ESPN shows, other sports shows, radio shows, just rip you, rip you, rip you. And you, you remember those and you want to go out there and just shut them up, prove them wrong. Well, that yeah. Tampa Bay uh, offense is pretty explosive. I mean, you have to block the burner. Deshaun Jackson, he did really well. Two touchdowns. He had a concussion, though, unfortunately. And then we got Mike Evans, dude. Possession yeah. receiver, really put it down. People were high on them last year, thinking with those two receivers <laughs> they were going to have a good year. Yeah. Uh, Jameis yeah. had a good year a couple, or a couple years ago, and it just didn't happen, so I think people were down on them. But there's just – I think you saw their defense isn't good. The Saints put up a ton of points. No one could have ever expected the Saints would give up 48 because they had played such good defense last year. It's like, what what happened here? Mm. What happened to that much improved defense from a year ago? How could they give up 48? But I guess that's just the uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. You don't know. You don't know what you're going to get with Very something like that. Quarterback. Very you never know what you're going to yeah, get. The guy, the guy is the smartest guy in the NFL, but like puts his body on the line like no other. It's you got to respect it. Like He's got a more valuable brain than most people in the NFL. And he goes out there and runs. He's not the fastest guy, but he thinks he's Mike Vick out there. It's it's a fun player to watch, and hopefully he gets a full season. Hopefully Jameis Winston just doesn't come back. Or you just, just trade him. If to, they continue to win, do you bench J- Winston? And I think you have to because go with the ride. The guy was suspended. He's not hurt. He was suspended for being a dick. Yeah, for the Uber driver. Yeah, it was not a good thing. Yep. So it's not like he deserves his spot back if the other guy's playing well. So. Well, next up, do you guys want to talk about the god that walks on water, or what do you think about this injury for the Green Bay Packers? Yeah, you're talking about Aaron Rodgers here. The uh, 
with his own magic comeback. Although I think it was a uh, that fucking Randall Cobb play was bullshit. That was nothing. Oh, that was just, like a 15 yard pass, and then <laughs> yeah. no one was there. I was like, what the hell happened there? But that's, that's like, the type of plays that Aaron Rodgers does. And yeah, as long as you give him shitty time, hail marys. I don't know. It's crazy how he, he does. He's it. he's magical. He's great. But he's, there's some some sort of weird like magic with him. Some sort of luck that happens. And you just knew the Bears were not going to score it as much as they needed. The last drive where the Bears were actually doing pretty well. It's like oh they're going to kick a field goal and there's going to be tons of time left, and then the Packers will score. You just knew that was what was going to happen. Great thing about that game was it really showed you what the Bears plans the past couple years are all in the play now and now they really showed up in Lambeau Field Aaron Rodgers is 90% winner in Lambeau Field he gets hurt comes back these Bears they had an acquisition of Mac in the offseason signing for a big contract they acquired Raycon Smith they tore it up on the defensive line they got a couple sacks in which caused his injury in the first place really showed off this team's headed in the right direction you guys think so yeah, I think everything went right for the Bears. Like that, all the all their things looked like it was happening. Obviously, Cleo Mack had a dominating game with the, you know, the sack, fumble, interception, return for a touchdown. Just like it had had it all. He really showed off how he's like such a complete player. Um, and it still wasn't enough. That's what's got to be frustrating. I think it, it just it comes down to the NFL. Your quarterback's got to make plays too. Like you just. Even when we see these quarterbacks who win the Super Bowl who weren't like great quarterbacks, they end up having great postseasons. It just the Bears are not gonna be a true contender until Trubisky starts making bigger plays and he might be able to do that. I'm not gonna say he's never going to, but the defense is on the right path. It could be a Super Bowl contending defense, but they're they're just gonna need more out of that offense. Yeah. The cool thing about the whole game was I really appreciated the coaching on that aspect because they knew that they were getting in trouble holding on to the ball a lot more. They came right out of the gates. Aaron Rodgers came back from his injury, and then boom, short passes, quick passes, and it turned it into a freaking win, a comeback, and it was just all over the place. Yeah, I think a good quarterback and a good strategy will always beat a good defense. That's sad to say if you're building your team around defense, but yeah. I mean, we saw, think of it last year, the Eagles were a great defense, and Tom Brady still shredded them if Nick Foles didn't make all those plays Patriots win Super Bowl again just so that's what the, the Bears have to, to hope it's like it's not good enough to be as good as Philly's defense you're gonna need your quarterback to make plays because there's always gonna be an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady on the other side at some point yes so I think it's a good recap for the uh, week one you want to yeah. look ahead to week two we got well, briefly. We can see Thursday the... Thursday night game. We always want to give you a little pick, so make it interesting to watch that game. Some of those games are bad. Yeah. This week is a really good game. Yeah, this game for, it's not bad. I mean, as it should be, it should be a decent game for my birthday at least, right? I mean, that's what. Uh, is that, is that what it's tomorrow, for? folks? Yes. Yes. So uh, two of your least favorite teams. Yep. Or your well, your least favorite team yeah. definitely, versus your other least favorite. I, would I say. hate both of them. Over yeah. the years, I mean, Cincinnati, I've grown to really hate recently because that defense and Baltimore. I've always disliked Baltimore too, especially back in the few years back and stuff. So yes, it, it probably is my two least favorite teams. I'm a big fan of Andy Dalton, and AJ Green, but the rest of that team, it's like Geno Atkins is good. Yeah, I mean, I don't know which way you're leaning, but I already kind of have in mind who I think is going to win. I'm already going with Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. Came Bengals out. are at home. They're favored by one. Yeah. I'm taking the Bengals because I think they're actually. I 
think they're going to – I picked them as second place. So if they're at home only getting one, you think I think I have to go with them. If you can't beat Baltimore at home, then you're not going to get second place in this division. Yeah. And uh, I would say I, – I think I, I kind of like – I mean, it's hard to tell because it's so early in the season. Like with – I don't know what the over-under is. I would maybe even kind of lean under. But it's just because this early – you get those road get those uh, short week road games. I mean, they the players have been vocal about it for years now that they hate the Thursday night road games. Yeah, they hate the Thursday night games in general because it's a short week. But they really hate it even more when you're on the road. They just say it's not fair. But uh, so again, kind of early. But if I had to lean, I would say Baltimore. Also, I just think Flacco, Crabtree, the way they played, they looked good. I mean, I know it's it was Buffalo, but Buck Buffalo Allen was, looked good. But it's still a uh, for Joe. Alex Collins. No, I got Alex Collins, but you know what? Maybe it's a good. little motivation from Jalen Ramsey over here talking so much smack on Joe Flacco, but he showed up. He threw two, three touchdowns to three different wide receivers, the acquisition of Crabtree, and then they had a <laughs> solid run game. Let's not forget, they pride themselves on their defense, too, so they've won a Super Bowl. Well, yeah, they had a shutout years. most of the game, but that was against Nathan Peterman. Yeah, so that was I think. nothing special, but you know that defense always shows it shows up sometimes, and um, John Harbaugh, man, he's, he's there. To, he's a good coach, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, either way, it's going to be a game that's going to reveal something about the AFC playoff picture. So you have that if you, if you care about that. If you're like me and your team is now probably looking at a wild card because they already lost to their biggest division rival at home. That's early. It's early. Yeah. You can't be freaking out about that after week one. It's always nice to start off 1-0, but you got to always think long You don't want to put yourself in a hole losing, oh, to, oh, if, if losing at start- home. If you two. start off like one and four, then you're fucked. Yeah. But if you can turn this around and at least get a two and two start, maybe like then get to three and two, four and two, you're fine. Yeah. Plus, I like to give Philip Rivers credit. A lot of the receivers dropped the damn balls. I, it was. A, yeah, I didn't even bring that up. Terrible, that was, that was infuriating. I don't. I don't even expect anything from Travis so Benjamin bad. though. So that guy is is horrible. There was a player, another player that was not even a highlight. It wasn't a drop. He went deep, and the ball is a little underthrown, and he didn't come back for it at all. He didn't even try to like break up the potential interception. The Chiefs uh, defender ended up not coming down with it, but like on those deep balls, you got to know that's a that's a, a possibility, and you have to be ready to to break up a pass and play a little defense if that's what happens. And he didn't. The guy's the guy might be the dumbest football player I've ever seen. He's just last year he had a, a punt return safety where he went back 15 yards into the end zone and got a safety. And something I'd never seen before in my life. <laughs> he didn't drop it. He literally ran backwards into the end zone. It was not all. So I'm sorry for ranting. Football players just, are dumb, though. We just. I'm not saying so what that. other what other big games we got going this week so we can uh, um, focus on more I than just I didn't that. really look at the big games I did did identify a couple picks that I like all right well where are they then shoot them our way so Tampa fresh off this uh, big win they are uh, hosting the Super Bowl champs who didn't didn't look all that great uh, but they're not getting a lot of respect the Eagles here aren't getting a lot of respect they did they did win <laughs> they still have a, a dominant defense uh, they're they're only favored by three and a half on the road really. So I like that. I like that pick a lot. I think uh, that defensive line will get after Fitzpatrick. Uh, that's I think the Saints. The Saints' uh, defensive weakness would be that front seven, and I don't think they, they pressured Fitzpatrick enough. He's a guy. He's an up and down player. He's just as likely to throw four interceptions as he is four touchdowns. So I'm honestly impressed. That's only three. So I like that game. And then the other one is sorry to say against your team, Kansas City is getting four points on the road. So I think. I think they're, the teams are about even. I'd give a slight edge to Kansas City. Kansas City doesn't know how to beat Pittsburgh. So I think that's what why the line is four is because of that history. Yeah. And uh, no Le'Veon Bell. And maybe, they tied maybe Patrick, Cleveland. I mean, a yeah. lot of public people are going to be like, 
It's it doesn't surprise me actually at all because a lot of public people are going to be like, oh, Cleveland. I mean, uh, Kansas City just destroyed, uh, beat up on uh, L.A. on the road. L.A. Chargers. Pittsburgh still doesn't have Le'Veon Bell. They tied Cleveland. So because I think that line opened at like five maybe or four and a half. But then yeah, yeah. but no, I mean it's it's a good number. Four is a good number. And I mean, hey, you never know because what you have to say is that history was against like over the recent years was Alex Smith. Maybe Mahomes is different. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not biased when I gamble. I mean, I, do I think Pittsburgh wins that game? Yes, but I mean, four points. Pittsburgh is, can win the game. They win it by a field goal. Yeah, still win that bet. Well, if you that's, remember too, when they like beat them, that. when they beat them in the playoffs, was it two years ago now? Yeah, or last year. That was under three points, right? That well, that, well, not only that, Steelers only made field goals. Yeah, <laughs> that game was like Crazy sixteen game. to like whatever it was. So I, I really do think uh, Kansas City's offense. Yeah, Kansas City might be better than I think I'm giving them credit for. Because uh, Kelsey and Kareem Hunt didn't do anything. And I think that's partially a credit to the Chargers defense. They're improved on run defense, but uh, there's, just, there's so many weapons there. That it was really this first week was just like the Tyreek Hill show, but they have they have more, more to offer. Watkins, so interesting player. So the two, two just incredibly speedy receivers. So I think uh, this is the week they're going to, you know, they'll, they'll get uh, – they'll – shake off the Pittsburgh curse. But if it's in the playoffs, I'm not picking this game. I still don't trust the Chiefs in the playoffs. But in the regular season, I think uh, I think they'll uh, keep it close. So I, I'm, I'm going to do something. I'm going to give out a pick right now, and I'm going to do something I don't normally do. And I'm going to give out an under. Under 45 in the Patriots and Jaguars. Yeah. Because I think on the road, I still don't think – Brady doesn't have that many targets. Uh, still, I mean, he's and got Gronk. I know he made him look good. Burkhead is got a concussion, he but I don't think that Houston defense is anything special. This Jaguar defense, especially the secondary, is very good. And Jalen Ramsey has been talking a lot of shit, and he's gonna have to back it up this game because he had Gronk on his list of people he was talking shit on, and uh, he's gonna have to come in and back it up. So I think that defense can, at home, can contain Brady especially early in the season early Belichick team still don't have that many good receiving targets and a secondary like Jacksonville I think is actually going to give Brady trouble and they're going to go after him and they're going to want to put Brady down also I think the crowd's going to be really into it because this is the team that eliminated them in the AFC championship game Jacksonville's going to have a little bit of a thing on their shoulders and the only reason why I lean under more than I lean Jacksonville plus one is because it's still Tom Brady I think he could beat him but also I still do not trust Blake Bortles also that receiving core is just not as good as it was last year, losing. Like, they don't have Robinson anymore, even though Robinson was out, like, all year. Hearns, they just don't – I just don't think they have – and Lou, uh, who is it? Lee's already out, Lee right? Lee. Lee and then yeah, so they just don't have the same receiving core, so I just think that's going to be – it's 45. I could honestly see that being a 17-20 type game, 17-13 type game. They also lost Fournette. He might not play this there week. There you go, too. So now their offense That'll really be... isn't going to move much. And I think that defense, I mean, they honestly might not even score, like, thir- two touchdowns. That could be a 20-10 to 10 type game, 24-13, to 13, you know what I mean? I just see it being somewhere around that. Yeah. So I don't do games like that too often, but in this, especially with New England, but I just, the way I look at both those sides, I just, I like that bet. I agree. All right. So we got, we got to give you some picks here. Uh, so... Get gambling. We already gave yes. you some college football. We gave Oop. you some NFL. Gave you a couple college football, a couple NFL. You don't you don't need to gamble in the NFL because it's it's so fun anyways. But yeah, as long as you got fantasy football going, you're you're entertained yeah. or a favorite team at least. 
but it's not just for fun. These these are good picks here. Oh yeah, they are. Good picks. We were money making opportunities. We we gave you some picks last week and they hit. Yeah, so we were two and zero in the NFL picks. last week. We predict we uh yeah. plan to go another couple wins here. We didn't tell you to pick the the Lions because no. we knew. We knew. I mean, we didn't actually know that we Matt Stafford would throw know. four interceptions, but we had trust. He threw four or five. Was it five? I think he threw five. He oh. threw a couple of late ones. Yeah, what a what a what a horrendous game. <laughs> but anyway, I think that's uh, pretty much it for our sports banter. Yeah. Uh, almost. I'm surprised uh, from you, Andy. You don't want to talk about Serena Williams. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about tennis. She lost. All right, let's talk tennis. So it was unfortunate that uh, my boy Nadal had to go out in the earlier no, no, round. Okay, no, no, let's, let's, let's not, uh, Joe, let's not talk all tennis. I mean, okay. this is not a tennis podcast. Okay. We'll talk. Could be. Serena Williams had a hissy f- temper tantrum, so that's kind of worth talking about. I just thought it was a little outrageous. Yeah, I mean, I, I still haven't even seen it because it's just like, well, I don't want to. There's no take I can have now. It's 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 already over, right? It happened over the weekend, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, 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 so it's like old five news. Five days ago now. Yeah. Well, from, I know what, from what the officials say, he was in the right. and uh, I'm sure he was. It, she made it a big deal, and she had to Well, they always defend their own. It's, 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 what it is like is that. That she was just embarrassed. It's like the, these superstars sometimes feel – that's why they freak out the most with the refs and stuff is because they feel like they can do no wrong, and, like, it's never – they're never in the wrong, and I feel like – I don't know. It's just some She's been thing. doing a lot of wrong lately. She wore that skin cat suit that skin tight thing which was right after that band did you guys see that one yeah it was like a legal one you're not allowed to wear that it's like she who cares like cat woman eh, i don't care i have a high definition tv andy i don't that's a lot to see she's yeah. a strong woman yeah i think right. what pissed me off the most of all that though is just that the fans had to boo the girl for winning yeah that poor and honestly girl. and i i'm not i shouldn't even go there but <laughs> I was going to say, I, I'm just going to leave it at this. I'm not going to say it has anything to do with men or women because there's a lot of women out there that would have reacted differently. But I think in that situation, you have to kind of, I mean, I, she got emotional. And, I mean, it's no secret. Girls tend to get a little more emotional than men. But, not. But I mean, men get emotional too. I'm not. Yeah, and there's a lot of women out there that are very strong yeah, that don't. There's nothing wrong with that either or, so I'm not trying to make it like that. But she obviously got very emotional after the crowd was booing her after she won. I wish she was more like basically told everyone to like i wish you kind of like wanted more booze and just said like yeah that's right keep booing yeah. me i just won the u.s open i just beat serena williams go fuck yourselves is really is more of the attitude i wish she would have brought but strong yeah, but words she's 20 years old but uh, yeah maybe in a couple of years or but... she just started cursing out the crowd in japanese <laughs> that's not what this podcast is about <laughs> gosh joe Shame also i doubt anyone heard that he... i think he was talking to this yeah. like the ceiling <laughs> joe's on the floor picking his ass that's why we're laughing my glute and it's tight but yeah, the whole body's know. failing i'm gonna just get you a like, chair and just wheel you around serena williams has been in the news 10 times more in the past like well, she's one of the months. most famous athletes ever yeah but she hasn't been in the news in years i feel like at least not for these reasons know. she was low-key because she was just recently it's tennis practicing. season so she had a kid and then she was pissed because she was ranked like 400th yeah. because she went on maternity leave uh and then she wore the cat outfit, or the cat suit, and then this. It's like, you need she, to settle she down. Should, she, people should talk about her. She's a big deal. Yeah, I think this is some of this stuff's intentional. I think it's hilarious that the uh, the refs said they're like, you need to stop being mean to us or we're going to stop refing. People are like, no one gives a shit about tennis refs. <laughs> yeah. 
Also, a lot of that dumb. stuff could be uh, videos. Yeah, there's no reason for them yeah. anymore to sit in their fucking they chair. Go to the replay. Siri to do it. Yeah. It's about pageantry it's fucking, and, and tradition. The camera. Was it out? Oh, yeah, it was out. That's it. Don't talk to me no, about no it. One I needs, don't know the rules. No one needs that guy sitting in that high chair thinking he's better than everyone up there. He's a lifeguard. Stupid. <laughs> That's all he is. I, wanted, I thought we needed to at least address it, and I'm glad we did. Uh, but, yeah, that's, I think that was a pretty solid uh, sports pod. What yeah. do you guys say? Yeah, I think so. Well, you've been listening to episode 76 Sports. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Tell your friends and check out our entertainment podcast. They are just as good as these sports ones. You've been listening with myself, Sean, Tony Katz. Yep. Wrecking Ball Joe. <laughs> and the off-road Andy who will – he's waving. He's waving. That's a good pod. Take it easy. Tony's – 